gone and bought a mic, more. <laughs> oh, we're live. There we go. Hello, I'm Maureen Younger. And I'm Jen Brister. And this is... Troutlander! Wow, Maureen, that was a, there was a pause there. <laughs> I, I mean, what on earth do you... Why on earth do you think we're sat here huddled around my, my laptop? I just thought it was some excuse to sit next to me, Jen. As always. As, as always. I don't need an excuse, Maureen. <laughs> I don't need an excuse. Right, so here we are. We're um, back again with another podcast. And this we might catch up. We might. I mean, imagine if we caught up. What would we do with ourselves? <laughs> Actually covering a uh, episode that happens. Yeah, an episode that people are watching. So what episode are we on now? We're in Crème de Menthe. <coughs> Crème de Menthe. Which, which, Crème de Menthe. And that is uh, episode what? Seven. seven. So we're doing going to do seven. We were going to do seven in the last one, then we ran out of time. We ran out of time. Talking about the sex. So seven and eight. Yeah, seven is a bit of a like, it was a very short episode. I think, you know what? They it wanted, wasn't. It was the same length. No, it was ten minutes shorter. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh I think God, they wanted to morning. end it with a very, you know, they wanted it because it's a episodic TV. They wanted to end it with a certain ending, which we'll get into in a minute. And they didn't really have any story to fill in, so they kind of made stuff up. It's a massive filler, this episode. It's a filler. Lots of things happen that but... needn't happen. <laughs> that just needn't happen. I mean, the, the, and like in fact, three quarters of this episode is something that if it didn't happen, we wouldn't, we be, wouldn't, wouldn't know, be any wiser. And we wouldn't care, and we'd actually be, be, be grateful for it. <laughs> For its absence. Because it's weird, because they cut out so much from the book, and then they've had, they've had to add stuff in, because they want to end with this big scene at the end. But it's just... Yeah, right, it's filler. So the first bit is uh, uh, Claire gets attacked, and the attacker manages to hit yeah. his head. So, leaving off from last week, so Claire is attacked. She manages... What happens to him again? He, he, fall, he falls over, he trips. Oh, that's it. And then by the time Jamie comes in, he's already unconscious. Yeah, we think he's dead. Because he, he, he's not moving. She's got a knife in her hand. Jamie's like, what's going on? Yeah. And then he makes a noise. And then and then Claire, being Claire, decides that she's going to try and bring him back to, oh, to life. I mean, what Why? would be the point of that? Because <laughs> Jamie would kill him anyway. Exactly. So she's bringing a man back to life just so that Jamie has to murder him. It's like, just, he's gone. Let him go. Bearing in mind that this guy tried to kill her. Yeah, rape her and kill her. Rape and kill her. And now... So, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Jamie, you don't understand. It's about the preservation of life. <laughs> Jamie's like, I don't no, understand. We have to, as he rightly points out, if anything happens, if you know, if he gets back, she'd be in trouble. They'd they put her in jail, not and him. So, how about preserving your own blinking life, you weirdo? <laughs> Look, and your husband. So, I, yeah. So she just uh, Jamie can't understand it, and to be honest, neither can we. In fact, I think everybody watching it is like, oh God, God's sake, Claire, this hobby's got out of hand. <laughs> You know, saving <laughs> lives. Anyway. Anyway, so she pops off to the apothecary. Um, and then this bit's weird as well. Yeah, I'm, I presume they must play a part later on in the series. Yeah, this bit, because like, I steam through this episode because it's dull as <laughs> dishwater. And weird Pop stuff happens. So she meets this guy in who, the apothecary, Mr who, Campbell. Who, she says, look, there's a man dying, can I jump the queue? And they go, No. And, that, and she's like, well, I'll give you, I'm a, I, uh, what is it she says? I'm a healer. I'm a healer, I'll give you free healing. And rather than him going, oh yeah, bet you will, love, like, I mean, at the LEU, which is what I would say, I'd be like, wait, you blink and turn. He's like, oh, fair, fair play, you go first and pop round, my address is... Blah, blah, blah. As if anyone's going to, like... Anyway, he's obviously very trusting, this guy. <laughs> so anyway, then Claire gets back, and she's got some kind of drill, that drill thing that she draws in his head to relieve the pressure. Oh, relieve the pressure in his brain. Oh, <laughs> Jamie, meanwhile, um, they realise he's an excise man, so Jamie's got to get rid of the alcohol that's stored downstairs. So they're getting rid of the alcohol. Yeah. Um, then he pops back up, and it turns out he's 
The guy's dead, isn't he? Despite Claire's best efforts. Despite her best efforts of drilling a hole in his head <laughs> without any form of <laughs> anaesthetic or antiseptic, uh, un- uh, surprisingly, he, he didn't survive it. Um, and she's a bit pissed. And then she says, like, you can't understand this. You're like, well, Jamie's not an idiot. And then, But the, I think the only interesting bit is... No, you're goes, right, Claire. None of us understand <laughs> it. Not just Jamie. There isn't a single person watching the show that goes, oh, this I get. So anyway, this is when you see that Jamie's personality has changed slightly because then she goes, I'm going to go and see another patient. And Jamie immediately gets a bit jealous and a bit um, controlling and a bit suspicious. He's obviously very scared he's going to lose her. And he goes, you know, who is this person? You know, and he's a bit doesn't really want her to go and visit. She's like, I'm only going across town. Calm down. And then as she goes, he goes, you are going to come back. And she goes, yes. So you can see that Jamie's, that's not the Jamie of... Cling on, Jamie. I know. Ah. It's like, obviously, he's really worried about, his big fear seems to be that he's going to lose her again. Well, I mean, <laughs> fair play. She did disappear for 16 years. 20 years. Is it 20? Yeah. I keep saying 16. I don't know where I got that. I don't know where you get 16 from. 16 but... is just the figure I've made up. <laughs> Um, so yeah, she's been gone for twenty. So yeah, but it's um, you can just see it's, it's good acting by human again. Oh, it's, it's just, amazing acting. Okay, I've got a soft spot for him. But it, he, he's such an emoter. But it is because you know it's just that he's he kind of flares up when he she goes. So she goes off, and then you've got this scene with this mad woman, haven't you? Well, it's clearly a woman with mental health uh, issues, uh, and she's talking to herself. And we find out that her brother, who is the man that um, uh, invited or asked. Uh, Claire to come round to do the healing is uh, using his sister to make uh, a, a, a pretty penny, a, a pretty penny, uh, pretending that she can see stuff, but she, which she can't because I mean, I pres- she's just jabbering. I presume because they're going off to the West Indies. I, I presume they turn up at the West Indies, or why would why bother introducing I mean, them? I hope so. Otherwise, what was the point of this? <laughs> we meet two people. I'm not going to see again. A guy who's quite unpleasant because he's using his ill sister to make money. Well, but maybe it's also keeping her alive because otherwise she'd probably be in an institution. I don't know. Anyway, uh, makes Claire feel very uncomfortable. She tells him to stop using laudanum because it's um, that's what he's been doing to sedate her, using to sedate yeah. her rather. And then Claire leaves and we all go, well, I don't, what was the point of that? Yeah, I mean, I can only assume they turn up again in the West Indies, otherwise it's just filling time. Um, and then we see young Ian. Young Ian makes, um, young Ian's doing well. Young Ian... Um, gets to pop his cherry with some willing barmaid. That bit goes on forever as well. I know, they the really weird were trying to film. dancing and the flirting. You're just like, get it over and done with. It's Fergus that tells him to get his end away. Yeah. Uh, and we get the idea that Fergus has been very lucky with the ladies. Because he's French. Because he's French, you know. And even though he's sexy. Yeah. Even though he's got that end One hand. But he, Frenchman with, you know, one <laughs> hand is better than a Scotsman with two. That's what we learned from this. Um, we, we haven't done the research yet, but that's the theory. Um, and then also he tries to take the girl, the girl from behind, a bit like his uncle did. I don't know what it is about the Phrasers who seem to think... He said he's seen the sheep do it. Oh, no, he's seen... This is how, no, uh, he's, this is, isn't this how you uh, have sex with men? And she's like, yes, when I'm being a whore, but I'm not being a whore tonight. da 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 and there's a lot of romance there. Um, anyway. I should, we should say that they're kind of doing it in Jamie's cot in the print shop. And um, while they're kind of busy, uh, one of Sir Percival's, you know, the, the posh English guy, uh, henchman, is going through the print shop trying to find uh, the alcohol. Right, because they're trying to, like, uh, get one on Jamie. Anyway, let's fast forward this bit. It's fast forward. So anyway, on. basically, Ian hears the noise. He gets rid of the girl. He then uh, confronts... He's, yeah. 
confronts the guy. They have a bit of a fight. The guy then does some secret, hits against a secret panel, as luck would have it, finds these seditious documents, so which put Jeremy in more trouble. So they have even more of a fight. Uh, Ian throws molten lead in his face. That would hurt. Yeah, it? that would hurt. Yeah. And the guy dis disappears. But in the process, they've started to find the How print did, shop. Yeah, they've started a fire and it's a print shop. So guess what's in the print shop? <laughs> Paper? Very flammable, uh, you know, uh, substances. So anyway, young Ian, he's not having a good time of it in this show. We'll find no, out later. We'll find out later. We'll find out later. But so like he's in the, he's he's in the fire and, and Oh, have we missed a bit about uh Ian's dad has come over? Oh yes, Ian's dad. Oh, you probably. So that's the other thing we forget. So Jenny and old Ian. So old Ian's come round to ask Jamie about his son. Where is my son? He's gone missing. Jamie pretends he doesn't know. Jenny's in bits. He's in bits. He's like, if you hear anything, you know, you've got to tell us because we, you know, we just want him to know that he's okay. Jamie's a bit of a dick. He's a bit of a dick in here. And says, oh, oh, I've never seen I, him. I don't see him. I don't know what you're talking about. Even and though this man who's just he's begged a, him. in tears. And, and it's his best friend. Yeah. So Jamie's a complete, you know. And uh, we can just safely say Claire isn't happy with Jamie's behaviour. Later. Yeah, so because Claire's got, has got to pretend that they haven't seen Ian either, and then when they go back upstairs, Claire's like, "So, so, so why don't you start lying to your family?" And then she says, "Probably the worst thing she could say to James." She goes, "He's not your son." And of course, Jamie's like, "No, I, I didn't get a chance to bring up my son or my daughter," and and then kind of tells her off for the way she brought up Bree. Do you remember that? Yeah, something about um, wearing a bikini and yeah, and you even whores back up. Even whores have it was a stupid photo to bring. Even whores dress better, which isn't true because some of the whores at the brothel walk around naked. So yes, or they're completely they're they've got they've got a, a skirt on but no top. And I always think oh, that that would get you get a chill, get chill. in Edinburgh, Scotland in winter. Would. <laughs> really would. <laughs> Just anything that exposes your, um, you know, your, like your organs, like your kidneys and stuff. You've got to cover that. Get yeah, cardio. Get cardio. Uh, so that's the worst thing you could say to Jamie because obviously he's, you know, he's he's gutted that he's never been able to bring up his his children because he always wanted kids. So he's really upset about that. And then then it gets interrupted with the news that the uh, the oh the print fire. shop is on fire. Bearing in mind, so uh, Ian has managed to, young Ian rather, has managed to hide himself in a... The back room. Uh, yeah, back room. With, it's, it's blazing. Every single object in there is flammable. The actual building is wooden. And somehow, uh, Jamie manages, even though he's like nowhere near the print shop, manages to get there in time. Oh, that's a good shot when he jumps down. That's, you know, that's a great shot. Yeah, yeah. He's very, he's very agile for him. It's, Somebody in his mid-40s. I mean, I, I, you know, when you, I dropped a pencil the other day, <laughs> and I bent down to get, I bent down to pick it up. My knee went. My knee just went. Yeah, you don't go to fitness first. No. <laughs> or eat pre or, protein or, shakes. No protein shakes for this lesbian. <laughs> It does make me think. I need to get get active. I need to do something. It's not healthy. Anyway, so so he he. I mean, you're watching it thinking young Ian's a goner because there's absolutely no way he's going to survive this. But not only does Jamie go into a building that has been on fire for some time, so it is not only like just just there'd be smoke everywhere. It would be a, like he's got a, a scarf around him. Oh, he's got a scarf. Sure. Around, I mean, this is like forget like. <laughs> That great 90s movie backdraft. <laughs> J Jamie fights his way through fire. Doesn't even have so much as a burn. No. Pit 
picks picks Ian up and saves him. Yada yada yada. Well, everything, all the fires falling down and blah blah blah. And then <coughs> they're outside. Claire's, you know, looking after young Ian. And then Jamie takes Fergus aside and goes, blah, says something to him. And then Fergus goes, "What about your other wife?" Oh yeah. So we know that he's forgotten to mention his other wife to Claire. Well, the fact that he's married. Yeah. Yeah. Because I don't think, I think he suspects she won't be that happy. I mean, you know, he's quite intuitive in that way. <laughs> and Jamie, isn't he? Really, not only are his periods in sync with Claire, he, he really picks up on the minutiae of a woman's uh, emotional capacity to Mindset. take um, and, uh, infidelity. So, anyway, sorry. So, so basically, Claire says, look, we've got to take Ian back to Lallybroch. Um, and Jamie goes, yes, I'll, I'll, I'll take you both back to Lallybroch. Now, is that the end of that episode? That's the end of that episode. Thank God. I just, that episode was like, I, I even, it was, do you know what? They just, the most disappointing episode of the series so far. Do you know what it is? Because I think, because it's episodic TV, they were obviously wanted to end that episode with the, the fire and then realise there's not much story between, in between. So it's like, they just filled it in. And I, I was like, they should get you in as a story editor. Oh no, I'd be rubbish. But it's like the, the you know, it's I, I can see why they did it because they wanted that's a great ending to the episode. It makes you want to watch the next one. But it's like they No, it didn't. That made me go, oh, we've gotten backwards again and now it's got boring again. But there really was nothing to that story. I mean, you know, the That episode needn't have happened. So well, they should be might have been better bring the fire early and then just getting us back to Lallybrook. I know. Just, no. just crowbar the fire into a different episode. I mean Well they like... couldn't they couldn't crowbar it into the last one because of, obviously it was long enough with them. Getting back together again and and doing the dirty do, wasn't I it? I suppose. Yeah, you're right, though. You did kind of come away and go, what? Yeah. And it was basically the fire. That was basically the main thing that happened, really. So anyway, we're on to episode eight, which is called... First Wife. For, well... <laughs> well that's been obvious reason. Reason. But... Uh, so uh, now, this was a turn up for the books, Maureen. Yes. What a turn up for the for books. books. Just goes to show even a fantasy man like Jamie can be a twat, doesn't it? I mean, this storyline I did not get. I mean, like, even when she went, look, we'll go into it. Let's just, Maureen, lead, lead okay, the Okay, so away. basically Claire and Jamie are back in Lullybrook and Things uh, aren't going great for Claire and Jenny. No, but, no, and uh, Jenny and Ian, neither are, seem really that happy. I mean, Ian's usually very laid back, Ian, Ian Senior, and Ian and Jenny look pissed off that they're, they're back, basically. And I think I can understand that because, you know, they saw what Jamie was like when Claire wasn't there, when he thought she was dead. So they don't know why she disappeared for 20 years, why she's never been in touch, never wrote a letter. Be the same. I'd be like, where the hell have you where been, Where have you love? been? Look, well, look what you did to my brother for 20 years. You know, and now he's just taking happening. you back. Yeah, I'd you just, would I'd you'd take be him like, to one side and go, what the hell are you doing? What the hell are you doing with that bird? She's disappeared for 20... What, she went to the colonies and couldn't write a letter? Not even to me? Yeah. Just to say, how are you? Yeah. I, you must be grieving the death of your brother. I'm here. Yeah, and then, you know, particularly how bad Jamie suffered, so... I mean, even though I know Claire couldn't have done anything about it, I was pissed off with her. <laughs> and I was like, actually, it's not her fault. And also, uh, Jamie is... Obviously, they lied about Ian's whereabouts, so... As parents... I mean, you're, you're a <coughs> mother now, so you, you can appreciate this more than me, but, you know, if somebody lied about not knowing oh, who your children were... my God, I'd kill them. No, I actually would. If if you look, you, you can't find your son or daughter, and then you ask the person that knows where your son and daughter is, and they, they lie go. to you, and then you spend the next few weeks just being in in like, bits, in bits, not knowing, and then you find that they 
we're with them all the time. I would literally cut his cock off. And then not even even better, <coughs> Ian then admits, young Ian admits, that he was involved in a criminal enterprise. So basically, it's great how he does it because he doesn't realise. He kind of goes, oh, yeah, but I was smuggling, helping smuggling, blah, blah, blah. Oh, and Auntie Claire killed somebody. And that's when Jenny goes, out! Yeah. You killed a, you know, you killed a man in front of my... Br- well, she didn't, but it's... You can imagine why they're not it's that not happy. A, it's not a great reintroduction to the family, <laughs> is it? Uh, I haven't seen you for 20 years. Um, I hid your son from you and I just murdered a man in front of him. <laughs> How, how's life in Lally? How, how are the potatoes? Have you tried frying them yet? With a bit of salt, though. Go down a treat. Anyway. So, um... And then, uh, they go, <laughs> then Ian says, right, to Jamie, old Ian, says to Jamie, right, you can you can punish the son. And then Jamie comes up with a better idea for, for punishing him, which they do, which is, is, is kind what of What has odd. he got to do? Something with a... I, I don't know. Make I some, know what I, he was doing. I putting don't, mud on doll, something. It's called doll, but I don't know what that is. I've got... He was like... He, I don't know. He looked like he was making a, a roof or something. I have no idea. And um, Nobody knew. But we, what we pretended we did as we, we watched it. Yeah. We all went, oh, that old, oh, that doll, old chestnut. Making doll. But... Um, Ian Ian admits to Jamie that, you know, young Ian obviously admires his uncle. And you can imagine for a young boy that, you know, Jamie would be quite a hero figure, wouldn't he, compared to his father? Kind of all the things that he gets uh, up no, to, well, you know. Yeah, yeah. And if you're not, a 16-year-old boy, that just sounds very exciting. Yeah, and your dad's got one leg and... He's a farmer. Yeah, it's not quite as exciting. Um, and, and, but to be fair... Um, to uh, older Ian, he is uh, one thing that we didn't mention earlier is that he's much happier, or seems to be much less suspicious of Claire's arrival than Jenny. Uh, Jenny, you know, and he even has a word with her and goes, you know, why aren't you neck in love? Yeah, that's later on, isn't it? Oh, is that after the, the big fight? Oh, sorry. <clears throat> yeah, but you know, but I think Jenny feels betrayed because they were very good friends. She probably saw her like a sister, and then she didn't hear from her for twenty years. So. Yeah, no, listen, I'm with, I'm with Jenny. And Jenny's aged well, hasn't she? Yeah. <laughs> I thought. Yeah, so I thought, is Ian. He's just got grey. But uh, I mean, you know, when you think about the life expectancy in Scotland, must have been about forty. <laughs> well, now, that's now. And everybody, you know, everybody <laughs> is not only in their late forties, but looking good for it. I mean, the rest of Scotland have died, but they carry on living. And also, Jenny isn't stupid because when she says to you, she confronts her brother and goes, you know, <clears throat> she she disappeared for twenty years. She goes, I know what Claire's like. She would have looked for you, which is true. Claire would have done, and she just she you know she would have looked and found it. Made she sure knows you were something's there. amiss. Yes, yeah, she doesn't know what it is, but she knows they're not telling her something. Jamie's like, maybe we should tell my sister about the fact that you went back through the stones. No, Claire 200 says that. And Jamie's like, no. Oh no, Claire says that. And yeah. Jamie's like, yeah, she's lived in Lallybrock her entire life. I don't think she'd be able to get her head around that. And then I think Jamie suspects. Well, Jamie knows that obviously um, Claire is, isn't feeling at ease because of. Jamie. Jenny's attitude and he's he's quite a quite good chess player because he's obviously going to tell her about the marriage but first of all he goes on about the fact that you know he looked for her he can't believe that she's back and then he talks about the treasure and so then we find out what happened with the bloody treasure you know remember yeah which we didn't understand when it happened no because episode three yeah well it wasn't really well explained it, well it wasn't even ref- it, it wasn't there was no even any inference that there was any treasure over there but anyway he flew up flew out there, <laughs> flew He's a fantasy male, not Superman. Yeah. He swam. He flew on Ryanair out to... Uh, so he swam. Well done, Sam, for swimming in the bloody... I presume it was the North Sea or something. Bloody hell, that would have been freezing. I know, but, yeah. I looked at that because sometimes you forget, oh, he's actually doing he's that. He's actually doing it. Mind you, when we were kids, we had to swim in the Tay. We used to get Brotty Ferry for our holidays, which place in Dundee. We used to swim in the Tay. That was cold. That that doesn't sound like much of a that holiday was, that to me. That was before me. people you went did, but you, but you... 
you, that wasn't before people went abroad mooring. Well, people were going abroad in the 70s and 80s. Not in the 70s. People were going abroad in the 70s. Anyway, moving on. It would have been Maureen cold. seems to think people only started going abroad Posh in the 90s. Went abroad. No, in the 70s, working class didn't go abroad. Actually, we didn't go abroad. We, <laughs> we went to Cornwall. Yeah, that's what people did in the 70s. Yeah. yeah. Try, swimming in Cornwall in, in August wasn't a, a massive load of fun. But anyway, well done, Sam, for swimming in there. That must have been bloody freezing. It didn't look like he, they, they went, we'd better do this in the summer. It did very much look like the winter, didn't it? That probably was a Scottish summer. Oh, yeah, fair play. <laughs> In August, hottest day in August. <laughs> I was going to say, I've spent I don't know how many summers in Edinburgh where it's just rain, where it has not been a summer to know. To, I should know better. <laughs> so he swims across, and anyway, in, 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 he goes there because he thinks he's going to find Claire because he be hears desperate. about the White Witch. Anyway, there's, of course, there's nobody there, but somehow he sees the uh, the, the the Mackenzie crest. crest, yeah, in a in a wall, goes over. Takes it out because he's strong. The stone is wobbly, pulls it out, and what is behind it? But he looks really crappy treasure, actually. It didn't look very. Kind of looked like the stuff you get out of a cracker. (laughs) (laughs) I think wardrobe just went, look, the budget's gone. What did you get in your cracker? The budget's gone on the ships. Yeah, the budget's gone on the ships. (laughs) Empty your crackers into this bag. They've got a great attention to detail, but it did look a bit. It did look a bit crappy. But anyway, um, so then he, he goes on. So Bessie's telling her how much she loves her, that they're mated for life. That's all the thing. And then he's about to tell her that he, you know, the thing that he wants to tell her because you know you've got to you've got to keep calm and got to listen with all your heart. You know, I, I, you know. And then just as he's about to tell her, what happens then, Jen? I don't know what happens. The kids arrive, calling him daddy. Oh my god, <laughs> daddy, daddy. Now, that was the turn-up for the books. I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> Even though you told me that the other wife turns up, I was, you didn't mention the children. Anyway, it was a bit confusing because you think, God, he works quick. <laughs> How did he manage to do that? Anyway, so... And then... It's one of the one of the girls... Looks, looks like... She's about be. 16. Yeah, yeah. But as we know, they've been away 20 years. I know you think it's 16. But they've been away, so it could easily yeah, have a 16-year-old. I know, but that's what I mean. But that's oh, a no, but he was in a cave. He was in a cave. He was in a cave for six yeah. years. Anyway... It doesn't matter. Who should turn up behind the children? But Leary, Acker Joan. Leary. Joan turns up. <laughs> and we can't say Joan because the daughter's called Joan now, so we've got to call her proper. Oh, is it Joan? Oh, that's yeah. right. So Leary turns up. I, well, not me down with a feather, clever Trevor. What do you Trevor. think about that? I thought of all the, the women. people that Jamie could, could marry. marry. He, she's awful person. She tried to kill Claire. I, I just, that was a stretch too far for me. And it does seem weird, considering how much she loves Claire, that he would marry the woman that, that tried, tried to, to kill her. That tried to, like, burn, make sure that she got burnt alive. I, 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 there's no way, there's no part of me that I, I was, what was it? He was lonely. He was lonely. He's dan- He had a good old dance. With the children. A woman that he found physically, you know, like, actually, he was never really repulsed by her, was No, he? he was attracted to her he a little bit. He was sort of attracted to her a little bit, but, like... Too much water under the bridge from that moment till then. I know. I think they were trying to because it, it's such a, a a jump of faith. I think they were trying to make out that it was you know he he really wanted to be a father and he obviously got on well with the children and blah 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 blah. It does seem totally unrealistic. I love the bit when he goes, "Well, you told me to be nice," which I th- thought was quite a blokey response. We went, "You told her to be nice. You told me to be nice to her." And he went, 
nice to you. I said, yeah, but not marry her. Um, yeah, it is kind of unbelievable. I can see why he would go for someone that he would never fall in love with rather than Mary McNabb, because I think with Mary McNabb he could have a genuine, genuine affection for. But Leary... Why, why do you think that? Because I think he could, he could quite like Mary, but I don't think he'd want, he, I don't think he wants to fall in love again. Right. Because, you know, he's been so hurt. You know, when you've been really that hurt, you're kind of very wary. Whereas with Leary, he'd be in control. Yeah, he but he hasn't never... actually been hurt, has he? He's just he's just um, lovesick. It's different. Nobody betrayed him or... or no, no, but, he, but... Still, he still feels hurt. Even though she hasn't, you know, she didn't cheat, you know, she she left and it was his decision. He, it's You know, it's caused him a lot of agony. It's caused him a lot of pain. I don't think he wants to put himself in that position again. So with Leary, he's never got, that's never going to happen. So he'll always be in control of his emotions. Right. Well, I mean, he he is very much in control because the second Claire turns up, I mean, he's like, bye-bye. And then what I love when he turns around to Leary and goes, I haven't done anything to you. And it's like, uh, yeah, you're fucking somebody else behind her back. You've turned up without letting her know. I'd say you've done something to her. I know. I That 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 was an interesting response from him, wasn't it? Even I went, oh, <laughs> Jamie. get a life, mate. Come on, just smell the coffee. So anyway, Jamie, Leary then uh, goes off. Jamie follows her. The kids then disappear. There's a very touching scene. I quite like that scene when he talks to the little girl, Joni, and explains what's going on. Yeah, when she says, oh, are you going now? You're not my daddy anymore or something And he goes, like that. Oh, of course, I'll always be your dad. So showing, you know, the father, Jamie is the father, blah, blah, blah. And she hugs him and he's all very, like, you know... <laughs> so you get a message that he just, you know, he wanted to be a dad. Uh, and then he goes back up to Claire. What do you think of this scene? Well, it's tense, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, I, I, I just imagined Claire was going to have something weighty in one of her hands. I, I mean, I, I'm scared of Claire at this moment. I mean, Jamie's a very brave man going up there to try and, like, appease... Appease Claire. Yeah. I mean, obviously Claire thinks they're both his kids. <laughs> um, when Jamie denies it, she goes, well, one's red-headed. And he goes, I'm not... The only red-headed man in Scotland. Which is, uh, you know, factually correct. But it's like, Jamie, you can't really get on your high horse right here, right now. And um, she goes, why didn't you tell me? And then he starts getting angry. because, you know, why? Why? Because I was a coward. Which is true. He, he thought if he told her, she would have gone back through the stones. Which I think is probably accurate. Well, well, I don't know. I mean, you say that if he had t explained to her the situation and just said, look, I'm delighted that you're here, but here's the situation. I don't know that she would have. I mean, she's gone to all the trouble to sew, sew in all those pockets into that dress. <laughs> you don't have a one and a half minute montage of dressmaking for no reason at all. So I think she's quite invested. <laughs> so anyway... <laughs> And then he says, I mean, this is just hilarious. It's just a reminder of the type of things that men say. But anyway, he went, um, <clears throat> have you got any idea what it's like to, you know, to live without a heart? And she's like, yes! Yes! I'm yeah, but he does uh, still, I mean, like, she did have it easier than him. And also, like, as far as he is concerned... They lived happily ever after. He, she was with Frank, and they might well have lived quite... Yeah. Even, even if it wasn't blissful, she might well have lived in quite contented and existence. also, because Claire isn't as open, like, you know, Jamie's more open about his feelings. When Jamie asked, you know, were you happy with Frank, she kind of sidesteps and goes, I was happy bringing up Brianna with Frank, which doesn't really answer the question, because she which wasn't happy. Which makes you think that he, she sidestepped it for his feelings yeah. rather than sidestepped it. I don't know why she just doesn't say, look, I never loved she the man. I was always in love with you. I stayed with him because of Brianna. We never had sex. Well, we did once. It was really awkward. I wouldn't get eye contact with him. He basically started crying. That was the end. 
you know, just get a bit of detail going yeah, on. Yeah, but like, was Jamie like, you know, we've forgotten, came to Ment, he kind of says, oh, you know, you, you you know, it references the wedding scene where, you know, you brought the, I was living in the dark and you bring the sun out. He he kind of admits his feelings, whereas Claire doesn't really... She's a bit of a robot. It's not that expressive. What she does is she goes, uh, I'm not telling you anything, I'm not telling you anything, I'm not telling you anything, I can't believe that you did this to me, and then gets really upset and angry. That's Sometimes with Claire, I just think, ugh... You're annoying. So anyway, uh, Jamie... You don't find Claire annoying, do I you? don't find Claire annoying. Oh, no. I, maybe it's only me. <laughs> I mean, I can see why she doesn't give... You know, because Jamie is does is more expressive. It was like even in the season one, you know, Jamie's made it quite clear he loved her. And it took, I think, till episode 11 before she goes, I love you. And you're like, you know, give the man a break. But anyway, um, yeah. And also, you know, this thing about Jamie being lonely. You kind of think, you're, you're a fit-looking bloke. You could have... I'm sure that she was Leary wasn't the only woman around that you could have married. I'm sure there was other offers. Do you know what I mean? Oh yeah, no doubt. I mean, you know, um, I don't know. I mean, like we've got no evidence for that, <laughs> but um, we can all use our Imagination. imaginations. And uh... sorry, but getting back, sorry, I digress. So getting back to the fight. So they have this massive fight, um, and he goes, "I would do anything. I would do anything to keep you." And then they start to have sex. Oh, they start rutting. Yeah, start rutting, as Jenny says. But what I like is because obviously they're having this set, they make it that Claire in the end takes control. So she gets on top of him and she's pulling his shirt off. And then basically... Jenny comes in with a bucket of water <laughs> and tells them off for waking up the house with their rutting and fighting. <laughs> I felt humiliated for them. <laughs> you know when you're having angry sex and then somebody just walks no. in and throws a bucket of water on you? <laughs> That's happened to me recently. Nor me. <laughs> But anyway, you can imagine. but you can imagine that would have been some bloody hot sex they were going to have. Yeah, hot, angry sex. Hot, angry like. sex. I, I was like, Jenny, leave it. Wait, let, let us go a bit further. Sake. <laughs> Just interrupted the best sex scene so far. <laughs> so, uh, uh, what's her name? Claire disappears off. Jamie looks a bit. Oh, it's awkward when she has to put her tights back on. <laughs> didn't you feel that was a bit awkward? No, she had to sit down her dress, didn't she? To think you down her nightshirt, and then she disappeared off. And then she finds out from Janet, the daughter. That it was uh, Jenny who got Leary to come in the first place. Oh, and then Claire confronts Jenny and goes, what was that about? Yeah, being a right bism. And what does, oh yeah, and then Jenny just turns around to Claire and gives her what for. Yeah. Says to her, well, I don't really owe you anything, love, because... Well, she says, I just want a second chance. She goes, I loved you as well. And Does she? At this yeah. Oh, oh, perhaps not. No, not oh, hang on a second. When is the bit where they have an argument then? Oh, no, it is after this. You're right, yeah. Yeah. Oh, did I was right about something. And it's on... Look, we've recorded it, Maureen. Oh, but, you know, no, but but we forgot to mention that Ian, the fa- this is the bit we mentioned earlier, that the father comes... Uh, it, yeah, old Ian comes and tells off his tells off his wife for stirring it. Goes, you know, if there's shit on the boil, you stir it. Yeah, you'll always... You will you like to stir and it. And he kind of, kind of gives her... A, she looks chastened for once. Um, and he goes, you know, you've always wanted Jamie to be happy. He is happy. He is happy. And now what are you doing? Yeah, which is a good point, actually. Which is a good point. And then the next morning, uh, Claire's about to leave. She's in a strop with her very flashy saddlebag. And she's about to leave, and Jamie's like, oh, you know, I love you, blah, blah, blah. Don't leave. I'm the same man that you fell in love with. And she's like, we said we'd never lie to each other. And he goes, you're the only one I loved. And then what should happen? But Leary turns up just at that point with a gun. Oh, I mean, doesn't she call her a cunt? She calls her a cunt the day night before. Oh, we've missed that bit. Yeah, I'm talking about pricks and... Yeah, pricks and cunts. Oh, I know, dear. Like, God, oh, language, language, love. Language. 
And so Leary goes, yes, but, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then she shoots Jamie by accident. Do you remember? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but not directly. So it's like the the spray of the shot of the bullet hits, yeah, hits his, his shoulder. Uh, uh, so uh, he deals with it very well, doesn't he? I mean, this poor guy can't get a break. I swear to God, every time he's in vague physical fitness or has any kind of physical health, something happens to set that back. Do you know what the makeup artist? I mean, the amount of scars they have to paint on his body. I mean, I know full time job. I know. I mean, as so. Uh, Claire, Claire, Claire gives him some whiskey, and then obviously off she off she goes into surgeon mode, uh, with all the her very uh, technical uh, twentieth century uh, surgical equipment. That uh, little young Ian's like, "Ooh, these are nice auntie, knives. <laughs> these are nice. Where'd you get them? What cutler got these for you? <laughs> oh, the cutler from the Ma- blah, from, blah, from America, from America. Blah, 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 it was very blah. good. <laughs> well, I mean, it was from America, but uh, two hundred years later. So she's picking out the um, birdshot. Yes, out of his art. And she's really getting in there and he doesn't even wince. Yeah, it must be very good whiskey. Actually, I think he passes out at one point, doesn't he? And she gets the last bit of shot out, uh, which is quite difficult. Because near an artery. Oh, that's right. And she says that to young Ian. If I don't get that, she's very calm. If this has penetrated the artery, then he's dead. dead. And she's like nothing on her face. Just like, (laughs) not like, and the love of my life. Just like, yeah, if I pull this out, this could kill him. (laughs) Does she hesitate? Does she bugger it? No. <laughs> Thrust it out. Oh, oh it's fine. And they say, oh, it's fine. He's, he's gonna, he lives. He lives. So anyway, uh, Jamie's recovering. And, <laughs> and then he tells her the story. And it's all about the um, Hogmanay, how he met Leary. Oh, yeah. And then you and get then that flashback. Get... <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of that flashback? Oh, God. Well, we've all been to a good party. <laughs> I don't think I've ever been to a party it's good enough that I end up copping off with the, <laughs> the somebody killed the person love of your life tried to murder the love of my life <laughs> but have you just been to the wrong parties I know I've told, I don't go to any parties anymore more and I'm not invited <laughs> for obvious reasons um, yes but, so and it I think, did look like a lot of fun it did. didn't it <laughs> it almost looked like one of those Dickensian yeah, like uh, Victorian uh, flashback things they have that, so that happens, and Claire kind of understands where he was coming but from. She does, but she doesn't because doesn't because if Claire's good at anything, it's holding a grudge. <laughs> so anyway, then he's he's got fever, so then she's inject him. She seems to take quite a lot of pleasure in injecting penicillin <laughs> up his butt, <laughs> not up, not up his butt. I mean, just on his butt. Seat. She's not that pissed. Off I then. think it should go through your sink. <laughs> that, that'll learn you. So. <laughs> anyway, so we've got to skip forward. Oh, it's all right, right. So basically, right, then Ned Gowan turns up, Bill Patterson turns up as Ned Gowan. Um, I mean, what was the point of that? No, because the alimony, because Leary needs wants to get oh. alimony. So, so the next bit oh. of the story. So Leary's going to ask for alimony, but a lot of money, an absolute lot of money. They're going, where are you going to get this money from? Where are they going to get the money from, Jane? They're going to get it from the, the bloody treasure. treasure. And they're going to bring Ian with him. He goes, oh, can Ian, come? Ian goes, I can come because I can't, I can't swim. swim. Yeah. So but he get and Jamie goes, I'll take good care of him. The next thing you see, which I didn't get, right? Ian is swimming in the sea to the island. You think, why didn't you hire a boat? Wouldn't that have been better? Why I make, mean, why, why make him oh, sail no. in the sea? Oh no, because they don't want to draw attention to them oh. that they're going over there. Oh. But what I did find interesting in this scene, tell me if you agree, listener, 
Did you? Was when I love that they went. So Ian's gone. I mean, it's it's the North Sea. Jamie's already said there's a really strong rip. Current, if you miss the island, you, and, you go out to you, sea. You, you know, if you if you don't if you don't let that rip take you through, then you're and and you're then, and then jump it, then you're out. And, and Claire goes, oh, that sounds. Anyway, um, about our relationship. <laughs> and this poor sixteen-year-old lad is just flailing about in the wintry northern sea. Neither of them are look, even looking at him no, to see if he's like you Jamie's know drowning. Claire won't look at him. I don't think we could, I don't think, I think it's a mistake. I don't think we should belong together. And then, so now Claire's chosen this moment, <laughs> the moment when this young lad is, could drown. I just don't know if this is the right time. This whole bit, I was like, at one point, it's, it's a bit like when you watch, when you're watching a movie and there's somebody driving the car and they keep looking at the passenger and they're not looking at the road. <laughs> and you just think, if you didn't look at the road for that long, you'd be tearing in, off into a ditch or something. <laughs> the whole time I'm like, guys, can we look and see what. <laughs> Can somebody just have a little look and see how Ian's doing? I'm just slightly... Con- the whole time I'm, going, I'm just concerned about Ian. Going off to America. And they're like, oh, what about... I don't know if this... Uh, we can, can be together. We're, I'm like, well, mate, we're, we're mated for life. Like, and then I'm just like, that's nice. But can we just have a little look and see... Just check up on Ian, please. Anyway. Eventually they, they check up of, on Ian. Of course they do check up on Ian. And he's... He's been kidnapped. <laughs> he's, <laughs> well, he's got the treasure. The other thing I was thinking... There's a chest of treasure. It's not a big chest. How's he going to swim back with it? How's he going to swim back with it? I know. I mean, he drowned trying to swim back with it. I did a life-saving course where you had to collect something from the bottom of the water that was heavy and then swim across only like maybe like 20 metres to the side. I mean, it's really hard and you have to do it with one arm. There's no way he would have done it. I mean, they hadn't thought it through. Maureen's absolutely correct. At some point, someone was going to have to get a boat. Because <laughs> I, I just saw him standing there going, hooray, and he had the thing in his arm before we sit. Anyway. Yes, this ship's just happening to turn up. Meanwhile. Just in the 15 minutes that he's on the island. I mean, like, there's ship. been literally no sign of this ship. No one's seen it. Because Jamie's got a, a telescope. So he would be on the horizon for so the, ages, the, 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 the bloody boat would have been on the horizon, but they only see it just as it arrives, like, literally next to the island. This is what happens when you're having a flipping... <laughs> love talk. Flipping Barney about your love life when you should be focusing on the flipping job at hand. So anyway, this massive ship turns up, the pirates turn up, they take him away, they're shouting, uh, Jamie goes to <laughs> rush off to the sea, I don't know what he's thinking of doing, and then you basically see, um, like there's a shot with a Claire and Jamie on the beach, and that's it really, and yeah. Ian's off. And Ian, I mean like, I just don't think Jamie's good at looking after Ian. But the thing is, he goes, I'll take good care of him. You think, you just put him in the sea, well, like, I mean, pay any attention to him. You're not paying any, I'll, I'll take care of your son. Yeah, you can swim across and <laughs> grab a couple of kilos worth of <laughs> jewels and bring it back. I mean, anyway. The, Perhaps it's good that Jamie didn't bring up his own children. I mean, it's just as well none of his kids live near him. <laughs> Frankly, he's not got a great track record with young Ian. So that's the end of that. So that was episode seven and eight. So what did you think? We've done nearly 40 minutes. We can't, do number, we can't do episode nine now. No, we've, we've no, lost the will to live. Abso- I've lost the will to live. So uh, what do you I've think? I've got to go to a gig now anyway. Um, um, what did I think? Yes, it was... Uh, well, we've already... T- seven was boring and eight was a, a bit annoying. 
Is that fair? Yeah, I mean, I mean it was. I mean that scene with between Larry. I mean, get, having Leary back was was fu- was fun for about slightly unbelievable. But the scene between Jamie and Claire, that <clears throat> fight scene, was very good. If, if it, that again, I think these two episodes are two episodes that like you they could have crammed into one. Possibly because yeah, number seven. It's because they wanted. I think they wanted the fire to end that episode seven, which they could have probably. Yeah, yeah I mean, I get it. I get it. They've got to do ten episodes. It's hard to do ten episodes, isn't it? We're doing thirteen episodes. It's not thirteen. <laughs> episodes. Maybe knock it down to ten, guys. That's a bit of advice from Bristol there. Lose seven and eight. You're already things, down to eleven. No, things they've got a lot of story that they miss out because they can't fit it all in. And then you've got an episode seven where they've right. kind of added stuff added which stuff, they didn't but... really need to have need to have so it just seems a bit weird but yeah I mean the, the yeah the Leary thing is is kind of unbelievable but you know it makes for a good plot twist doesn't it yes I, I guess I guess I mean it's uh, you know she was going to come back at some point and, and I guess this is a good way of reintroducing it albeit briefly I don't think I mean I guess she, she's not going to be in the in many episodes but she's going to be one of the reasons why they're and she's the reason why they're Going to the West Indies, for crying out loud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And her out. daughter, elder daughter, plays a part later on. Good casting with the elder daughter, don't you think? She mm, looks very She looks much, like she it. She looks like But what's really funny, they've made her... Marceli, Marceli in the book, Marceli, where her name is, is, is actually younger. And the and Fergus is older. And they've Ooh. made Fergus look younger because those two get together. And it, I think in, in TV time terms, it would have looked, looked a bit odd. Who's Marceli? Marcel is the oldest daughter. She's oh, meant, right. I think in reality she's meant to be about 15, but she looks a lot older than 15. Well, girls do, don't they? Yeah, but I think and they did that because... You know, but we've got, you know, got to deal with uh, hashtag me too. Yes. Yeah. And on that note... Well, goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>